0: This is Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse 95. Today, we're exploring the power of fashion to define us, to change us, to transform how we feel and how we can become. And to be the instant language that can say so much without saying a single word. As Diane von Furstenberg said, style is something each of us already has. All we need to do is to find it. So stylist Soumeya Dweb, aka The Aristochik, is here to help us do just that and to understand how to channel our own personal style statement. All of that and so much more is coming up here on Life Beats on Pulse95.
1: Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life
0: Beats. With Sally Musa, Only on Pulse 95. Pulse. You've got to have style. It helps you get down the stairs. It helps you get up in the morning. It's a way of life. Without it, you're nobody. And I'm not talking about lots of clothes. That's the legendary fashion editor, Diana Vreeland, now, you might think that fashion is superfluous, it can be a waste of money and not entirely necessary, but actually, clothing and fashion, as Diana Vreeland put it, defines you. And as Sumaya Dweb says, style is a way to say who you are without having to speak. To show us how to speak the language of fashion, how to speak the language of style, I'm very pleased. To welcome, Silt Maya to the Lifebeat studio. Welcome. Thank
2: you, Sally. So
0: great to have you. So
2: happy to be here. Thank you for having me. No, first
0: of all, we talk about fashion, we talk about style, and they're very much interchangeable right. terms, but what do they actually mean? And what is the difference between the two?
2: I mean, there is a very big difference. I think fashion is what you're going to find on the marketplace, right? So that's going to be like trends that might be in for one season, a few years. Whereas style, it's very, very personal. And that's sort of what I do. I focus on each individual, um, their body type, their personal aesthetic. And that's that style. And so, think about the people that you know in your life, and how you would say you might see something in, in like in a shop, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's so and so." That's a perfect example of personal style. And so, um, and personal style is powerful. And that's what I try to teach my clients: is that um, when you walk into a space, whether it's a boardroom or you know a parent teacher conference or what have you, whatever you know lifestyle you have, think about how the way that you present yourself, the way that you're dressed affect everybody that sees you and when I say affect that means everybody's gonna look at you take you in and you know we're human beings we sort of like you know like scam each other up up and down and sort of get an idea of who that person is or what they might be or the type of life they might have that's who we are that's the you know human nature and so that's a very powerful tool that a lot of people give away by not consciously choosing their personal style. And that's sort of where my, you know, where my my clients will hire me to help them figure that out.
0: You know, it's really interesting um, that you say that, you know, it's this power that we have, right. which we're not actually using. And this is this is where someone like you comes in now. OK, so when you're a personal stylist, you go into somebody's wardrobe. Right. What What would you say are the biggest mistakes that people make in terms of their style?
2: Okay. So there's a few of them, but I think the top one that I always see is women unconsciously have a uniform. And so they'll have a lot of the same tops, a lot of the same bottoms, but there's like a variant in it that only she really knows. So she'll have like 10 pairs of black pants and they're all black slacks. And for her, they're very different because they have little details or they might fit a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, you know, her coworkers or her family members or her people are constantly seeing her wearing the same thing over and over again. And that's giving away a lot of power because you have the power to sort of like dress for different occasions and you get different reactions from people based on the way that you're presenting yourself. Um, Another big mistake I see is people not dressing for their body type. Right. So we all have, you know, different strengths in our body and our physique. And we all have like maybe flaws that we don't want to accentuate. And so you'll see a woman who doesn't like something about her body, but then she's wearing something that literally, you know, it's like as if she has like arrows pointing, like, look at this thing that I absolutely hate. (laughs) It's like this unconscious thing where actually you're trying to hide something, but the other way around, you're actually bringing more
0: attention to it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so and that's really just a lack of knowledge. Mm. And so when I come in as a professional, I'm just teaching somebody when you wear this silhouette, guess what happens? This this visually looks smaller and this visually might look bigger or vice versa. Or, you know, or we, or we might uh, a certain color, like teaching women like the power of, you know, wearing jewelry around your neck or your ears and how that's really framing your face. And a lot of women just stay away from that and they don't realize You know, in some situations, you really want to, you know, bring a focus to your face. Mm. Or even the power of color. You know, a lot of women, their closets are all the same exact three shades. And they have a fear of trying a different color. So, e- you know, each individual has her own, you know, issue and some some women don't even know that they are have this hang up. And then I'll bring them in and sort of be that mirror for them that sort of helps them find like, you know, this you're doing too much of this and not enough of this or people having really huge evening closets, you know, for parties and date nights and not having a really good day to day closet. Hmm. And I'm like having that balance. Yeah, Yeah, put money into your day to day looks. So
0: what I'd love to know, I'd love for you to kind of talk about um, the kind of moments where you've gone in with somebody and changed things around a bit and what kind of an impact that's actually had on them. So give us a few examples of the people that you've worked with and what's happened.
2: I mean, I can tell you one of my, I got into styling very organically by picking up a client and then picking up another one. You know, this was in Los Angeles before I moved out here to Emirat. One of my favorite, favorite things about styling is the empower, like the empowerment of the female that I'm working with, because a lot of times I see a personal transformation in the individual. Um, One of my first clients that I picked out, uh, picked up over here in Abu Dhabi, she when she started dressing differently, she was sort of wearing, you know, house dresses and she's very young and I was sort of telling her, you know, when you're at home, you don't necessarily have to be wearing something that you don't, doesn't make you feel feminine, doesn't make you feel beautiful. And so I started showing her the power of like, you know, buying pieces that were just for the home because she's a stay at home mom. And, um, and so about a month later, she sent me this text that she said that her husband sent her that said, you know, once you started dressing differently, you started behaving differently. And initially, I got nervous. I was like, okay, is he like upset? Is he? But he meant it in a good way. He meant like I started, you know, she's a little bit more confident. She's a little bit more sassy. And it's literally I just, you know, I just helped her transform her home clothing. Her outside clothing was pretty much the same. She wears Abaya and chela, But at home, I told her if you most of your life is at home, why are you not allowing yourself and gifting yourself? you know, the ability of dressing beautifully at home, too, even if you're taking care of kids and doing, you know, every single day type of. And so those kind of things like for me, just teaching women that there's so much power you have in living in the state that you're in now versus saying, I'm going to start dressing differently when I'm 10 pounds lighter and constantly punishing yourself for not being 10 pounds lighter. And so you're never really dressing to your full capacity because you're like when you're out you're like no i'm not going to put any money in it because i still want to lose weight and that's that's not fair to yourself so one thing i teach clients is what doesn't fit you it's going to the red crescent where or you know like the hilal Al-Ahmar. we're not going to do this every single day you open up and you see all these options that don't fit you that's not fair to yourself you've just
0: hit like such a big nerve <laughs> for women that you know because this is this is the thing you know women go through I think a lot more changes in their lives than than men do correct me if i'm wrong when. <laughs> but you know you go through so much between you know from when you're single or when you're yeah, younger yeah. and then getting married and then having kids and working and the, you know all of these kind of different stages uh, your body can fluctuate so much yeah. in weight between each St- and it doesn't mean it's bad going up in weight we we ha- I have to say this and I have to like say it really loud and clear for everybody if your weight goes up that's not a negative thing no you know your body is changing it's mm-hmm. it's producing miracles when it produces babies right yeah. you, what you go through every day is incredible yeah. you know we we have the privilege of being able to go through that yeah. so like you are saying you have to be able to honor that and and to recognize there's so much beauty in that and to reflect it in the way that you dress the way
2: that you carry yourself yeah and actually you know a big source of like for me i do get a lot of clients postpartum and it's because all of a sudden they're in this new stage of their life and they can't it i I, and i teach them don't try to be that person that was pre-baby you're new you have a new life, you have new responsibilities, and you're gonna have a new lifestyle, a new routine, a new schedule. So let's dress for now. And um, and yeah, the postpartum snatchback, I think is one of the worst things that pop culture has taught us, which is like, as soon as the mom has the baby, how quickly can she go back to looking like she never had a baby? It just, like, it never stops. I just, I'm waiting you just for the You just brought day. a human out of your body and yeah. you're supposed to look like you did nothing? I mean, right. it's called labor for a reason. Actually, one of my best friends is just postpartum now, and every time I see her, I tell her, enjoy it. Stop thinking about the calories and the in- just enjoy it, you know? It's it, it's unfair. A lot of it has to do with culture, but um, having, for instance, women who just had a baby. If you know that you, for instance, are going to have more than one child, have a portion of your closet where you invest in postpartum pieces that they're not your pregnancy clothes, because the worst thing that you could do is to continue to wear pregnancy clothes oh, after yes. the baby, oh, right? Yes. Emotionally yep. and yep. mentally. Have as like a a nice, you know, substantial closet, some evening pieces, some daytime pieces where you can wear it that year afterwards where your focus is on the newborn and not on going to the gym and doing this diet and that diet. And it's not fair to you. So you can be maybe in a bigger state and okay, a lot of women say, I don't want to remain in that that bigger state and that's fine. But that year that you're in that larger state have options that make you feel beautiful. That make you feel feminine, that when you want to go out with your friends or your or your husband or your in-laws or whoever, you still look like you're you're still like this is me.
0: I don't think we realize how much that affects our um, mental well-being as well. It's just this is all this. This all impacts so much you know, how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about this new stage of our lives. It, it is vital. It right. is vital. It is not a waste of money. It is not a waste of time. Go out there and do
2: this for yourself. 100%. Yeah. And then also, for instance, women who, for instance, are starting a new stage in their life, like they are starting a new job. Okay. So that's another and another time people will hire me. They'll be like, I have this new job. I need a new look. And that's and that's important. They need to actually go in and think about, okay, how do I want to present myself every single day with my colleagues? Hold that thought. I think that is just sure. really that is a really important one as well. We're going to cover that next.
0: We are with the Sumaya Dweb, and she is a personal stylist, aka the Aristocrat. Really fascinating conversation. More to come next. Pulse
2: ninety-five.
0: Live beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety-five. Pulse. A fascinating conversation with Sommeya Dwaye. But we are talking the power of style, the power of fashion. Um, And Sommeya, you're very much sharing, you know, at different stages in our lives, changing how we dress can change everything, can't it? We were talking about uh, women as they go through different stages, whether it's postpartum, um, you know, whether it's pregnancy, whatever it is, whether you're a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. a lot of people it's really funny because people you know that that is that is considered like a, a style segment the stay at home mom in right. your, in your your slacks in your, in your track pants and you know vomit down the side of your shirt yeah. and whatever but, <laughs> but you can be beautiful yeah. you know and and you can feel beautiful and it can just help you so much right. when when you do something for yourself yeah and if you
2: if you're a stay at home mom why not You know, spend a month shopping and finding pieces that are not your PJs, that are not yoga pants, (laughs) that don't have Clorox stains on them, and that you wear at home when you're maybe with your newborn or with your young ones. And you look and feel good. When you look good, you feel good. Mm. There's, There's no doubt about it. So sometimes like I'll teach a client if she really loves a certain color, like purple really makes me happy. So are you having a down day? Wear purple. Um, are you going to go present to like, are you going to present a uh, presentation to your colleagues? Um, wear your power color. So for me, my power color is white. That's why I like love your look today. It Sally's wearing really <laughs> a, like a, this is new. I don't do white. It's, it's awesome. And it's white on white
0: which i absolutely adore yeah so this is like me stepping out of my comfort zone you know doing white i Uh, don't don't, but did you see
2: my reaction when i first saw you yeah Yeah. that's amazing because i mean and not to say that if you weren't wearing something like that you know you wouldn't look beautiful but that's such a power statement but you're not doing anything so i mean it's a white suit jacket Mm -hmm, that has mm -hmm. a great shape has great gold detailings and so that's that's the power of personal style right that you sort of like are forcing people to acknowledge you in the state that you want to be acknowledged in. exactly exactly and you were talking
0: about you know work is a perfect example of that where that can happen
2: so for instance if you have gotten a new job you're fresh out of college or even you're transitioning from maybe being a freelance consultant where you know things are sort of like easier and more relaxed to working in, in an office environment taking time and budgeting yourself so that you create a portion of your closet that is strictly for that role in your life. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be conscious. It can't be like, how can I take my weekend jeans and sort of make them okay for the office? You don't want that because guess what? It shows. It shows that that's a weekend look that you're also trying to like, you know, brush off into your work life. Your work life needs to be taken seriously since it's nine to five and it's a big portion of your life. And you're gifting yourself that like sense of empowerment because every single day when you go to work and you're doing your job and you're engaging your colleagues and you're going out into the world, you love how you look. And you're looking the way that I mean, it's sort of like, uh, you know, I like to see it as I am woman, hear me roar, but without saying anything. Without saying one single thing, you're walking past people, and you're you know you're you're showing people this is how I want to be viewed, and this is how I want this is how seriously I want to be taken. So I, I do have clients that will pull me in for that you know for that specific role. I have this new job, and this is how I have to um, start dressing. And um, before you know, when I was working as a stylist in Los Angeles, actually a b- big majority of my clients were sort of uh, career women who either didn't have time to shop or didn't know how to shop for themselves but had a great budget to do it and sort of felt like you know why am i not hiring somebody to help me you know like play this role effectively to the maximum capacity and so um and so you know i was just helping basically i was doing a lot of shopping i mean out here my work is a lot funner because style in emarat is just endless And it's really, I mean, if you can't tap into that amount of variety out here and you get like Emirates gets catered to from fashion from the States, from Europe, from Australia, you know, it's like there's something for everybody. And there's also a budget for everybody. That's another big misconception is people think you have to have an endless budget and you sort of don't. I mean, you can you can shop um, on a very, very small budget, but just make the right choices. So um, something that I teach clients like a good hack is, for instance, you know, the past couple of months when you when you go out into the malls, you see all of the fall and winter stuff deeply discounted. And so something that you should do is actually buy winter classic pieces while they're deeply discounted. And they're basically throwing it at us from how cheap it's become and save it for future years. And I still do that. I do that until now, because for me, it's smart shopping, especially if they're classics. Yeah, like a leather jacket. Like nice leather gloves, um, just pieces that are thicker, chunky sweaters, you know, denims that are thicker, that over here in the UAE, we won't wear in in the hotter summer months. But, um, you know, you're still going to wear them for the two, three months that we get cooler weather. Invest in those pieces. And so that's another misconception. People say like, oh, my God, you know, I, I dress schlumpy because I don't have money. No. No, I mean, we're like maybe 200 years ago, access to good material, cottons, linen, silks. OK, but nowadays you really if you're just savvy and you're really focused on getting like some really good staple pieces for your closet, uh, it's it's accessible to everybody in every range.
1: Um, so I have a number of questions. Sure. Uh, and, and I think uh, many of the listeners often view or maybe possibly many of the male listeners possibly yeah. view fashion. To be more of an outer inner journey. But listening to you speak right now, it is the complete opposite. Yeah. You're talking from uh, seeing where you are yeah. inside and then highlighting that on the outside. You're also wearing a beautiful hijab, mashallah. Thank you. Um, and I think a lot of people have a misconception maybe outside the Arab world that if a woman wears a hijab or in our part of the GCC with abayas and even on the male side with candoras, we do fall into this custom of uniform. Yeah. And for somebody like you to come in and fit in a more individual expression is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about how possibly, you, how in your line of work, how you deal with stereotypes and how you take a person from a, a uniformed yeah. type of reality yeah. that is quite, quite protected by, um, by culture right. and years of history. Yeah. And how do you take that forward uh, into expressing who they are?
2: Well, okay, so I love that question because, uh, you know, I work as a stylist in Los Angeles, so like style capital of the world. I mean, some people might debate that, but for me, it definitely is. And I've been wearing the hijab since I was nine happily proudly and none of my clients you know were Muslim like let alone Forget about hijabi. None of them were Muslim, and they all hired me. Some of them maybe didn't know I was covering before you know our initial meetup Some of them did know, but that didn't affect anything because at the end of the day, you know, they're hiring, they're hiring me for my professional capacity, and I'm dressing them for their life, or you know, maybe some. I mean, I would have people hire me for like. They're meeting, you know, they have a date night on Thursday night. And can you pull a look for me? So it's something as simple as that. It doesn't necessarily always have to be like transformative. I'm changing your entire closet, your entire life. But um, so, so yeah. So the fact that this is how I dress and I, you know, although I do wear Abai and a, a large portion of my life over here in Emirates, but I still think that there is a way that you can personalize that too. So something that I, you know, love to do with clients is I buy a shop. And I I even I buy a shop for expats who don't necessarily wear the headscarf. But um, I teach people that like the abaya market is a gem in and of itself. Oh, so fun. (laughs) I love
0: abaya shopping. There's
2: so much variety and I'm always in complete amazement at the you know the men that are sitting back there making these beautiful creations the craftsmanship that, yeah oh. that really could be walking down a runway it's breathtaking yeah, I mean the way that they pull the fabrics and the way that they choose to like put patterns together in sequence and embellishments and I'm I'm like this man is sitting back there and he doesn't get his name put out there like some of these designers but his his skill for me might surpass it. So I teach people go into Abaya shop. And one of my favorite things to do is to show women that you don't have to buy what's off the rack. So take it. And for instance, like I'm not a big fan of very, very big billowy arms and things like that, that sort of, you know, suck up the whole person and you sort of she gets lost in it. And just to have it tail, like take the arms in a little bit, take the sides in a little bit. It's still modest. It's still flowing. It's not clinging onto your body. But you still personalized it. You can do something as simple as like I one of my clients actually had, you know, her initials sort of um, beaded into like the bottom hem of it where it's there and you might notice you might notice it, you might not notice it, but for her she was just so happy with it. And it was, you know, it's something like you know how people like to monogram things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was her way of monogramming her abaya.
0: And and when they do what one of the things I love as well is when when they do the lining. Mm. Like a colorful lining. And it peeks out. <gasps> So pretty. Uh, there are so many ways uh, to, to do an amazing abaya, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. right? But while you were saying about, like for instance, over here in the GCC, like the way people dress, like in terms of like the cultural clothing, um, I actually find that my funnest clients are my local clients, nice, because they're the ones who are just really open to the entire world, and that's. One of, like, when I st- first started, you know, working out here, I had to build my clientele from zero. I had no clients. And so I started working myself up and sort of getting, and all, I get most of my clients through referral. And I just realized that Emiratis, uh, you know, I'll throw 90% of, like, 90% of what I throw at them, they're willing to try and implement in their lives. I think because over here, people are so well-traveled and they've seen the world, so they're, like, open to trying new things. They might be wearing it underneath the abaya, but they're still wearing it, and I mean, a perfect example of that is have you guys watched the sex in the city part two where it you know they showed how the Emirati women were literally dressed in next season like things that have before even dropped everybody else before everybody else and I can't even say how accurate that is I mean when I go back to LA I go back every year and I'm sort of telling them you guys are behind like what is you know what's in the market here is ahead of what's in the market in the rest of the world Mm. really and designers and i mean you can read about it in you know whatever like style literature you read but designers actually come to dubai they come to Emirates for inspiration yeah because there's so much creative juices out here and it's it's easier to be like i'm working with a canadian client now and i told her Habibti, this is the place where you can be loud and proud and wear colors and it might not work in the states it might not work in canada where people be like where does she think she's going to the grocery store looking like that but over here you can it's like sort of a playground for somebody who wants to experiment it's pretty
0: incredible we're going to come back with you in just sure. a moment Somaya, uh, and talk a little bit about how you put together a unique personal style because this is something that you are amazing at we always you know follow you on social media and see that you know how to put together pieces, and this is a talent that not everybody has. Thank you, So time. we're going to talk about how do we do that, where do we start okay. when putting together our own wardrobes. More to come.
1: You're listening to Pulse 95. 95. This
0: is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95 we are talking about defining your own personal style how do you find it how do you know what it is how do you know what it looks like and how do you express it in the way that you dress so that uh, you can tell everybody who you are without having to say a single word so maya dweb is with us here in the studio um so so maya you're very much you have definitely a unique style
2: thank you you
0: it's just you. You know, we can see, you know, the way that you were talking about how you wear the hijab, how you layer clothing, how you bring culture, your own culture into your clothing, yeah. how you bring trends and fashion into your clothing. Yeah. Um, how do you bring how you bring classics into your clothing? I just I love seeing you on social media. I Thank love you. seeing what you wear online. Thank you. Um, one of the things is what you're wearing today is amazing. Thank you. This kind of like leather um, kind of coat dress that's going on with leopard skin, black a hijab with a bit of gold in there. It's like a stunning combination, Thank you. right? It's show stopping.
2: Thank you. Every time. Well, this is an example of how I took something that I, co- I can't wear with hijab. I initially bought it for a brunch I was hosting with girls and I wore it the way, you know, it's supposed to be worn with my hair out and heels. And then, you know, when I bought it, I thought to myself, can this be hijabified? you know because every every person has to say like what is my lifestyle so obviously for me it's really important when I'm not wearing the hijab I still you know try to be a ten out of ten and the same when I'm wearing it so I said to myself okay if I layered it figured out a way to put arms I have to wear you know maybe some kind of pants underneath so my leg doesn't show and then you know that way it's like more bang for my buck for mm-hmm. a piece like that yeah yeah there's a
0: talent to knowing how to layer pieces how to combine them how do you kind of first of all figure out what your style is yeah and then to to
2: kind of start building a wardrobe that reflects that right so a lot of people have a very strong sense of their personal style but they just don't know how to translate it in their own day-to-day purchases So I was talking to your producer before the show and she was saying, I'll go into a shop and I'll know what what it is that I want to wear and then I'll leave having bought basically what I already do own. And so a lot of that is just trepidation because you're not sure if you can actually pull something off. So somebody like me, obviously, or if you have a really good strong girlfriend or a sister that can take you in and be like, you have to try on these pieces because what's the worst that can happen if you try a look or a trend or a silhouette on? it's just a fail and that's it. But a lot of, and something that I actually have in my contract is my clients have to try on every single thing I present to them. Because a lot of people are very resistant to things that they quote unquote, know will never work or that color looks horrible on me. And then I love the look on their face and sometimes I even record it when they try something on that they are really adamant against wearing and then they put it on, they're like, oh my God, I'm like, yes, uh-huh keep going exactly <laughs> that's my point point. and I, I get a high off of that because it's just you know people giving away their their power you know in terms of just saying like I can't do this this is not me but in terms of people's personal style you know it's really asking somebody like who are you so some people just already are very like I know I'm just really into grunge you know this is that's my aesthetic but you're also a mother and you also work full-time so we ca- how can we have like little add little elements of that in your everyday look where it's not overwhelming. I mean, you can't walk around looking like you're gonna go to a rock concert. But maybe for instance, underneath her suit jacket, she has like a t-shirt of her favorite rock band. Or like she has a pinky ring that might have like a skull on it. Very subtle elements. So it's you're not giving away that personal style, but you're helping it work into your every single day life. So you don't have to have like two schizophrenic versions of yourself. Like this is my work life, this is who I am when I'm in the office, this is who I am when I'm with, with my husband and kids, and this is who I am maybe on a girl's night.
0: This is totally making me laugh. Do you know what I did yesterday, <laughs> literally the entire day? So I, I go shopping with my husband. Okay. Because he can't. He can't shop on his own. Okay. He he always takes me with him, and I all like if he if it was up to him, he would dress like an old man in baggy clothes. Yeah. He's a lawyer, yeah. you know. He wears proper tailored shirts and pants and everything. However, he gets the wrong size, and I'm like, take it, take down, it down a size. Yeah. Oh. Wear the 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 more tapered pants, mm. and he's like,
2: oh, oh. Like and how how much like uh, slimmer and chicer? Exactly, he looks sharp.
0: And then he goes to me, saying, "I don't want to hurt anybody." The legs, like, so <laughs> he kills me. But it's yeah. like this is what it has. To, I'm like, you have to do this. You yeah. have to wear that as opposed to that. He's like, but I'm way more comfortable in this. I'm, I'm like, just you'll get used to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he looks so much better. Yeah.
2: And the thing is, is, so, OK, an example of that, doing that with your husband. I did. I've done that with my husband. I've been <laughs> married 16 years. My Thank you. And my husband, he has his own personal style. And, you know, people imagine that I'm always styling him and I don't because I don't I don't like, you know, it's a husband and wife relationship. Right. But for instance, <laughs> tapered pants. Right. My husband wants to wear like the Obama pants, you know, like the dad pants and stuff. She knows. But, uh, yeah. He wants where they're really baggy and there's like space for two of him in there. And it's the same colors every time. Yeah. That's it. This yep. is my comfort zone. But I think, with I think him, we, we're married to twins. We might yeah. be. We need to get them together. And you said you're also married 16 years. 16 years. Yeah. God bless. mashallah. But, you know, I think what happens is th- when, when people start shifting the way they dress, for instance, wearing maybe tapered pants or things that are. A little, like, look more tailored that might not be comfortable. You know, everybody's obsessed with comfort. Mm. And then they start getting a, a more positive reaction in their life. Yeah, And then that's positive reinforcement that helps carry it through. And that's sort of like with my husband's own personal fashion. That's sort of what happened with him. He realized, why am I not dressing my age? Why am I dressing, you know, he's younger than a lot of his colleagues. So he was sort of dressing like them. And then it was not doing him any favors. And so when he started dressing, you know, maybe a little bit more like hipper and like a little bit more conscious, he realized like, OK, well, the reaction I get is more positive And that's that's like sort of and that happens with women as well. I mean, it's like
0: the you know, the Ryan Gosling to the to the Steve Carell and, and yeah. crazy, stupid love. I love <laughs> that scene where he takes him shopping and he looks like a million dollars at the yeah, end of it. And yeah. it's just like a, a few small things. What? Wow.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so me, uh, uh, there was so many things that you, you, you've been talking about that have uh, resonated with me. And uh, a, a lot of what you're saying also reflects a type of self-healing. Yeah. Uh, finding somebody in one situation yeah. and then working with them and taking them to a better place. No. Uh, that, that sounds a lot like healing to me. No. Um, a question that came to my mind is, have you ever worked with a client Uh, where for whatever reason because you also mentioned the word contract Mm. there which I find fascinating as well Um, what are the conditions of the contract apart from obviously trying on and I love that clause you must try before you say no first try it on and if we we apply that to everything in in life I'm not going to listen to this music well have you listened to it no then how do you know yeah. And again, it, it just resonates on a number of, uh, of, 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 uh, of levels. But have you ever worked with a client that were adamant, they were so resistant to change, because ultimately you're speaking about change, yeah. and people are scared of change, yeah. whether it's business change, economic change, social change, right. the list goes on. My question to you, Sameya, is have you ever worked with a client that just was not ready for you, mm. or just was not ready for, for, for any change? Yeah. Even though mentally they wanted it, but emotionally they couldn't They're handle it. Yeah. Have, have, they, have they ever said, no, I will not try that? And you've been in the unfortunate situation saying, well, I can't help you then.
2: Yeah. Well, I've had clients who, when uh, what I do initially when I'm doing a closet review with clients is I actually come into their home and I prepare them. I tell them, have everything out for me, not necessarily out of the closet, but I need to look through everything. And that's very personal. And i it's a very sensitive session that I have with clients because a lot of things like I need to understand, well, why do you own this? And what's the story behind this? Why, you know, because you're looking at the person you can't even imagine why mm. this even hangs in her closet. And a lot of people just hoard stuff. They hoard stuff for different reasons. Sometimes it has an emotional connection to them. Um, this was like at the climax of my life when I was in my 20s and I was yeah. living abroad. it. And I'm like, but you're not doing that. And <laughs> how are you ever going to wear that? I get like, this doesn't <laughs> even make sense. For, or, or it's when they were teenagers or something. Yeah. Yeah. And she's and it's like, if you're going to wear it, Habibti, keep it. But you're, you haven't. I like I'll ask people, how long have you not worn it? If you haven't worn something for 24 months, you need to get rid of it. And so a big thing I have with clients is they want they want change. But then I come in and I'm like, OK, let's get rid of things so we can fit more things in because i'm not I, I definitely don't promote people buying a lot of clothing i don't I, you know people have a misconception that a stylist is going to come in and we're going to buy thousands of sh- tops and dresses. no i actually think having key pieces that work for your closet and are interchangeable with each other that's a power closet you know and so um you know that's an example of people who are just they're not ready because i'm gonna buy new things but I'm going to help you buy new pieces but if what you have is still sitting there that's dead weight for you and you're not ready to let go of that Um, another example is like for instance um, when I sit in that first session I ask people like preferences and colors and silhouettes are there trends that you have seen on social media that you are interested in and trying a lot of times I have clients who for instance will be like well my husband really likes blue Uh, no no he doesn't like red and I'm like and I, I definitely think taking the a significant other in keeping him in the equation is important, but sometimes I can't even figure out, well, what do you want? What do you actually like? Like what what's interesting to you? Because yes, you want it, you want to please him and you want to be impressive to him, and you, but I'm not. I'm not understanding what your personal style and preference is. and so that's another hurdle that like sometimes. But it's very sensitive because a lot of personal style sometimes it gets psychological, and um, like you said, it's like sometimes healing. I like I have clients that break down all the time, um, but sometimes subhanallah it's from happiness. Like they. A year later, they'll be like, I'm just so different. Everything in my life has changed. And it literally, I mean, I won't say it literally just started because I hired a stylist. No, but because of this project that starts with, I want to look different because I feel so low about myself. And part of that is the way I dress and or not having options, you know, to reflect who I am on the inside to the outside. When I walk around, people just see. A mother who's flustered, who, you know, who looks sort of like crazy and doesn't have any personal time. And I don't want to look that way anymore. I want to look different. And so I come in and I show her this is how you can look different. And it makes sense. You still are that mother that adores her kids and, you know, cares about her home and this and that. But, you know, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is people see a sharply dressed man or woman and they think like, oh, that person just has, you know, millions of dollars or an an endless budget. It's not that it's actually just having a good closet. Building a really good core closet. And
0: I think that's what we're going to come back to. We're going to come sure. back and talk about that. And um and, and I love those stories. You know, it's interesting because you hear all the time, you know, dress for the job that you want, not the job Dressing. that you yeah. have. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same with life. Dress for the life that you want, not the life that you have. Yeah. It's just it's incredibly that. powerful. Uh, more to come right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Moussa. Only on Pulse 95. The incredible Sameya Dweb is here. She is a personal stylist. She is a personal shopper. We're talking about the power of fashion, the power of style, and how we can harness that every day to change who we are, to change our situation so much. It's an amazing conversation right here. But Samaya, something that you keep coming back to is... People don't need to spend a lot of money. right? Just like Diana Vreeland said, I'm not talking about a lot of clothes. Mm. It's about finding that style and and finding that wardrobe, building a wardrobe of pieces that you can interchange, that you can use to your advantage. So where do we start in building that wardrobe?
2: Okay, so that's, I mean, in the stylist world, that's called a core closet, Mm -hmm. right? So a core closet for me is 80% classics, and go-to's and 20% trends. So if you are opening up your closet and you just are like from one trend piece to the next, that's that's where like a lot of women hit a big bump because getting dressed in the morning when you just have trendy pieces is really hard because you know, the, like trendy pieces work for like Friday brunch or they work for like evening outings but in your day-to-day, you, you need more classic pieces. So I'm a big believer in starting to readjust your mind to putting more money, in budgeting more of your money in like your day-to-day pieces so really good slacks really good jeans I look at clients and I say okay do you have this because sometimes they don't even realize that they need that thing until I actually suggest it to them like I think a woman you know needs a good blazer like one that fits really well and if you have it in a good color that works for you whether it's like a mocha or a black or a white just having one that you can put on because You know, even wearing it as you are today over a T-shirt, all of a sudden makes you look very like on point. I'm ready to negotiate. Let's talk about this salary. You know, it brings up this like it brings an energy into the room that Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to be able to pull out. And then um, like, for instance, if you're going somewhere like, you know, and I I talked about this before, like, for instance, the power of color. So when I really want to make a big impact, I believe in wearing like monochromatic look from head to toe. So take a tone that you really love and that you have a lot of in your closet and start wearing, like wear it from, you know, the top of your head all the way to the bottom. I do it in white and it gets such a big impact. And also the way it makes me feel, you know, is like I feel like very confident. I feel like very angelic. I feel very feminine. And so that's another thing is like having a closet that when you open it up in the morning, you don't have to spend 20 minutes pressing things or like oh, this needs to be done, this too. No, your closet needs to be where you can just open it up and pull pieces very quickly. And I always say, can you get dressed in 20 minutes or less? If not, then your core closet needs work on. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things is people are not thinking like, you know, even when I shop with clients, I say, how often are you going to wear this? If it's not often, don't buy it. Put your money where you're going to be like, okay, I can wear I'm gonna wear this once a week, twice a week. That's where you put your money. And you know, if you're buying good quality pieces, they last, they end up looking, you know, you know, having a longer lifespan. So we're talking blazers here, we're talking slacks, really good jeans. I think for women, for instance, if you're gonna do, I love menswear on women. I love, I love. first of all, I love men's fashion. Interesting. I just don't do it because styling is very intimate. And so if I'm gonna have a male client, it's just not my comfort zone. That's not zone. gonna work, yeah. So I, I take only female clients. But for instance, if you're gonna do a men's look, Add a little layer of femininity, you know, so I, for instance, like you can buy um, something that's totally, you know, totally guyish, and then it just has a little detail that, you know, lends itself to being softer, you know, like whether it's like a little ruffle or a lace applique or something like that. Um, you know, for women who love wearing t-shirts, for instance, you can wear t t-shirts that have like a cap sleeve that has some lace to it. And all of a sudden you switched it up, you know, or like taking your t-shirt and like, you know, maybe tying it on the side. Like there's different style hacks that all of a sudden you take something that's sort of like blah and you wouldn't look twice at, and then you're upgrading it. And then all of a sudden it's gone, you know, your first question of what's the difference between fashion and style. It's all of a sudden you've applied your own personal style to it. Um, Having weekend looks like people don't really think to themselves, like, how do I want to look and feel when I'm off off duty? You know, you don't want to necessarily be wearing things that connect, you know, clothes have emotional connections for us, like how we've talked, like how you look at something. and You're like, this is from my 20s or this is so like have things that are special for your weekends, because weekends is a good time. It's when people sort of relax and get to unwind and spend time with their kids and stuff. So have like, you know, looks that are very easy, like for women, I love. Yeah, you know, I love when women dress feminine. You know, it's a you know, it's like, and I think that modern society, you know, has taken us away from that a little bit. But I love like flowy dresses that are maybe like have like a very feminine pattern, like a floral pattern on them, but that are easy. You don't have to worry about like, oh my God, if I'm am I gonna eat? Is my belly gonna? You know, like think about. But think about really when you're in the Comfort. market, you have to think about these things. Mm. Like, where am I going? What am I gonna be doing? And how do I want to dress for that? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And so
2: building the closet consciously around that, like your every single day life.
1: I think there's a lot of self-awareness in what you're speaking about, just to be aware of the self. Um, And and a question, uh, in fact, a song that comes to mind when you're speaking is uh, New Shoes. I can't remember who, uh, who sang it, but I know it was filmed in Glasgow. Where I, where I studied, yeah. and the whole song is about when you wear new shoes, your whole world changes. Oh. And sort <laughs> of shoes like an is event.
0: another topic. Th- I think that and deserves a whole show, doesn't it? I was it? going
1: to ask something about shoes. <laughs> oh, h- how significant and important. See, for me, when, when I think of shoes, I think of the soul. Literally yeah. the soul. Oh, wow. The soul of the, of the foot and the soul that's of the human being. How much significance do you? does one in your occupation place? On, on on shoes
2: on shoes yeah so that's interesting because one of my clients that I was working with last week what we did was we bought a lot of more feminine pieces but then I showed her like this is how you wear it with sneakers she didn't think that she could wear these pieces with sneakers and that's actually a new trend it's a newer trend maybe two three years now that I think is fabulous so a woman can wear skirts and then you can wear dresses with Sneakers, chunky sneakers, slim sneakers, sleek white sneakers. White sneakers are
0: fantastic. White
2: sneakers, that's a great. Sne- I have
0: like three different types of pairs of white sneakers for that purpose because they just go well with pretty much everything.
2: And have you worn them with like a dress or a skirt? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So that's like if On you On the know, weekend, that's yeah, a weekend look. Yeah, but I mean that look, you know, 15 years ago wouldn't have made sense. That's how like in you that's know in true. the states we have career women who will take like the subway, they'll take um they'll take their. You know, subway sneakers, and then they'll switch out to their heels right before you go into the office. Whereas now you can actually wear. Remember that? Yeah. That's true.
0: I, yes.
2: Do you remember <gasps> that time? Yes. But now it's I Am Woman here, Mirror, so we can get away with <laughs> a lot more. But shoes transform everything. So, like, think about, like, a man, for instance, in a tuxedo, and if you were to wear a pair of chucks. You know, like uh, um, like sort of, you know, what Chuck's converse, Chuck's are yeah. love it versus if he were to wear like um, dress shoes. And so like that's a look that, for instance, like a groom might do where he's saying, you know, I am serious about my wedding. I am. But I don't want to give away my personal style, which for him, it might be a pair of Chuck's or it might be a pair of Jordans. And so, yes, shoes are like that that finishing, you know, touch for the whole entire look. So like my look today would be completely different if I even was wearing flats. You know, the fact that I'm wearing strappy heels is sort of like the icing on top. And it also redirect. it can redirect the whole look. So if I'm wearing a casual pair of shoes, I'm saying I'm being casual right now. But if I'm, you know, maybe wearing dress shoes or something strappy or stilettos or, you know, what have you, that, you know, that upgrades it. Um, I think a really good shoe closet can, like, I always say it's the finishing touch. But sometimes, and I don't know if you've ever done this, Sally, I'll begin with the shoes. I'm like. That is interesting. These are the shoes I'm wearing today. That is interesting. What what is going to complement it?
0: If you have amazing shoes, then you definitely do that. You're just like, if you bought like an amazing pair of boots and you're like, okay, I'm going to build an outfit around that, around that. If Um. you have like, we have to do a thing on sustainable fashion, statement pieces. You have this cape. That I am so in love with. You know what I'm talking about. It's like embroidered. And it's crazy. We have. We've (laughs) run out of time. But I've got to leave everybody with this. Because you brought up shoes. You can never take too much care over the choice of your shoes. Too many women think that they are unimportant. But the real proof of an elegant woman. Is what is on her feet. Christian Dior said that.
2: Wow, there you go. That. Thank you, so
0: so Maya Dweb, What an absolute pleasure it is to have thank you. For and you. it's a conversation that we have to continue. Inshallah. thank you so much. Thank Lots you. more to come on life. This is Pulse ninety five. Tune in live every weekday from ten am.